Jesus said, Man cannot live on bread alone, but from every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. You're listening to Daily Truth. The Bible has something to say about politics. The most political statement ever made is, Jesus is Lord. If you guys were with us last night as we had our Sabbath meal, we prepared our hearts and minds for the Lord's Day, uh, we read a text about King Herod and the, the birth of Jesus in this Advent season. And one of the things that I said was this, that Herod seemed to understand the coming of Christ better than most Christians do today. Herod heard from the Magi, men of stature, men of means, affluence, and wealth. And they're coming and passing through to go and find the baby Jesus and to worship him. And the Bible says that when they finally do find Jesus, they fall prostrate before him on their faces in worship, paying homage to Jesus. And they give him costly gifts of gold and frankincense and myrrh. And when Herod sees these men come to him, saying that they're following the star from the east because a baby has been born and that they, kings themselves, arguably, these magi, that they want to go and find this baby and worship him, Herod, his immediate reaction is that he is threatened. Because essentially what we have occurring is kings are searching for the king of kings that they might worship him. See, Christians today think of Christmas and the coming of Christ as the Savior being born into the world, which is true. It's just not all of the truth. Jesus is the Savior who came to the world as the Lamb to be slain for the forgiveness of sin. But Jesus is also the King who came into the world to rule and reign in righteousness as the Lion of the tribe of Judah. He is the lamb. He is the lion. He is the savior. He is the king. He lays down his life. He comes not to serve or to be served, but to serve and give his life as a ransom for the many. But he also is the one who rules and reigns with an iron scepter, who the nations will be his inheritance. And that's the part of the gospel that Herod hears. And he's troubled to the point where where he actually tries to ensure that, that Jesus, while he's still a young child, before he's able to gather strength and a position, a strong position of advantage, before he's able to establish his kingdom that would overthrow Herod and his kingdom, Herod tries to snuff him out. It's what the serpent has been doing ever since the garden. Have you noticed that theme throughout the Scriptures? That one of the things Satan has tried to do from the very beginning is to snuff out the bloodline of the Messiah. To try to snuff out Christ before he could rise to power. And Satan has been looking for him. Right? From the very beginning, sin is crouching at your door, God says to Cain. It desires to have you. It desires to be your master, to rule over you. But you must rule over 
it. You must rule over sin. And the devil possesses the heart of Cain, and he kills his older brother, the firstborn of Eve. And what was the promise that God gave to Eve? And the serpent, Satan, is there present. He hears it. That your offspring, your seed, will crush his head. And Eve has a son, her first son, Abel. And so Satan fills the heart of his younger brother to kill him. This might be the seed. This could be the seed. Or if not the seed himself, from his line, from the line of Abel, could come the seed, the one, the offspring of Eve, who will crush my head. And so he snuffs him out. But the line comes from Seth. And again and again and again, we see this narrative all the way to Pharaoh killing all the Hebrew boys. Pharaoh has his intention. Pharaoh has his motives. But the devil has his to snuff out the line. We could even say that the devil is doing this with Onan and his older brother and their sin. Both of them sinned in the sight of God and God put them to death. But the devil knew through the prophecy given, the blessing of Jacob, that from Judah, the tribe of Judah, would come a leader over Israel, a redeemer. And so he kills Judah's sons by putting sin, temptation in their hearts so that they might so radically offend the Lord that the Lord himself would put them to death. But then in a divine sense of trickery, God uses Judah himself unknowingly to further the line through Tamar. And the messianic line continues, and it continues, and it continues all the way up to the birth of Jesus. And Herod once again has his intentions just as Pharaoh did, but Satan has his motive. It is to snuff out the line. It is to kill Christ before he can accrue strength and power. Because at that point, Satan knows it'll be too late. And yet God preserves this messianic lineage from generation to generation to generation and eventually brings forth the Christ, who is Savior, but also King. As a special thank you for your gift of any amount, we'll be happy to send you a free digital book from our store, to access this offer, visit rightresponseministries.com offer. We highly recommend Pastor Joel's book, Am I Truly Saved? If you or someone you know has wrestled with doubts about the love of God, this would be a great resource. As a reminder, to get this offer, go to rightresponseministries.com offer. And thank you for your generous support.